we're going to deal with Genesis. Go with, the, with me this morning to the book of Genesis. And we're going to deal with the end from the beginning. That's how I'm going to label this today. And that may sound a little confusing, but I think you'll understand a little bit about it. We've got a lot of people who want to know uh, about everything. They want to know about the rapture. They want to know about the tribulation. They want to know about the mark of the beast. They want to know about uh, when's all this going to take place. And the Bible teaches us that we're not to be date setters, right? Yeah. None of us. But if you don't get the beginning of this thing right, you're not going to get the end right. And so what we got today, and we've got a lot of preachers across the country, and they're called prophetic preachers or preachers mainly that they do. I know some right now that all they ever do is teach prophecy every single time they're up. They're known for prophecy. But they can't tell you the basics uh, from, from the whole Bible. They're looking at things and picking up things, and that's why they've got it twisted. That's why church members sometimes can't figure out what goes before what, when comes first, and what comes last. And so if you don't get the beginning of it right, I want to show you today, which when I started studying this and looking it up and coming out with this, I really pushed it to the side a couple of months ago. And I said, well, that's good, but we right now don't need But now God's pulled it to the front. I feel like we need it now. And I believe it's a proper time for it. So I want us to go to Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read this, and I'm going to give you a bunch of things, like 20-something things. I may not give them all to you, but I'll, I'll mention them. Uh, some things that happened with Abraham. If you don't get the story of Abraham right, you're going to be in trouble. We're going to be, able to be dealing with the, the covenant of Abraham. Uh, before we do read anything, uh, let's just name some of the popular folks of the Jews. The Jews don't care about Dennis Dills. They don't care about the Baptists. The Jews don't care about the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. And they don't care about church. They're not geared that way. They're looking for a Messiah. Got me? They're looking for a Messiah. They're not looking for... And he's done come. They didn't recognize him when he got here. And God has got one thing in his mind on the Jew, and that is to teach them that he is the Messiah. Now that's the whole beginning and thought of the Bible. Uh, what, what nation, nationality, or race of people have you seen that has outlasted all other races and all other nationalities and all other countries? The Jew. He's the only one. He's the most despised, hated, and rejected person. Even though he has, re he has rejected Christ to, to ump degree because he refused him let his, he said let him let his blood be on us and our children forever and God has given them that and what's happening in Gentiles us Gentiles in the, in the, in the church today we're not looking at the Jew he's sitting on the side and we're trying to place ourselves uh, in his place and if you get that mixed up because there is a theory today that we uh, what is it? What is that theory that's going around? I can't get my mind right quick. Uh, oh, the um, replacement theory. You know what the replacement theory is? I've preached, pre preached on it, taught it, mentioned it before, but I'm going to just mention it a little bit more. There's people in this earth right now that believes that Christians, the church, is the replacement for the Jew. 
that God is through with the Jew. That's what they teach. I'm not teaching that because uh, the Bible don't teach that. Right. But what happens is they believe that the church has taken the Jew's place. We got preachers that put it in our pulpits. They're they're following that theory, and they're following that today. But we, I'm a spiritual Jew, but I got grafted in, and I have not taken the place because one of these days God's going to revert back to the Jew, and He's going to put us. And I, I'm going to point. I hope to get this all together in a minute, or not not in a minute, but just in a little while, where that you're going to see how it switches. The table is turned now from what it was in the Old Testament. But it's going to turn back the other way. You see, what's the tribulation all about? Everybody says it's because of the wickedness of things going on. That's right. We got a lot of that, Gentile and Jew. But the but the tribulation is to the Jew, particularly for him rejecting Christ. And the Jew wouldn't have to go through it. I mean, a Gentile wouldn't have to go through the tribulation if he got saved today. Yeah. And the Gentiles. Uh, if they was born again, they would they'd go out in the rapture. There would be no problem to them. But it's because they rejected Christ. Now, they'll have to go through it. But they don't have to if they got saved today. And so God's going to deal back with the Jew again. So that's basically in a concept. I want to look at that. And so if we don't get this fixed up, see, most people are not paying much attention. Who's paying attention in our society today? about everything in Israel. I watch everything I can get my hands on and see about Israel. I don't know where you watch what's going on, but right now they're firing on Damascus. They're firing on uh, Syria. Uh, they've done shut down the airport in Damascus some months back where they blowed up the airport. Now they're back open again. And Russia helped them straighten it out. Now they're in uh, in in Syria, and they what's up with the other airport? Aleppo. Aleppo has been fired on. They're bringing in planes from all over the other place, and they're not they're not cargo planes. They're civilian planes now that they're flying in to Syria and flying into these places and in Damascus, and they're bringing in uh, not literature, but bringing in materials to have rockets because that's a close spot, and they're in the mind of all the world is is to annihilate the Jew. Remember, that's been in the history. Old Testament, they tried to annihilate the Jew. Hitler tried to annihilate the Jew in our day. Right? Now these countries are trying to annihilate the Jew now. They want to be down with, with Israel. They're through with them. And Israel, they don't realize it, but God's on their side. Uh, they, they really don't know what's going on. But they're doing it. Them Jews are smart. Matter of fact, they're they're picking out and they're 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 getting ahead of the thoughts of Syria. This week they bombed some. They're still doing it, and they keep telling them they're going to continue to do it. And now it, uh, Russia's getting upset. So I'm watching all this. This is one of the most exciting times for me. I've ever while everybody else is over here, we're wondering about when's the rapture going to take place. I say soon. And I ain't going to worry about the rest of it. I'm just going to watch everything's going on. I see everything happening. I see it all heading up. Hey, we're in the last of the last days of the last days. Now, the Lord may not come for another few years, but we are in the latter times for sure. 
Now, what you got to do when you're looking at all this stuff and getting it, trying to figure it out, is always remember what God said. Always remember what God has prophesied with. Covenants, for instance. Uh, I've dealt a little bit with the covenants, but not all. The Bible's full of them. Uh, we just got, we hit two or three right quick, and then we'll look at this one. Uh, the first covenant was with Adam. Anybody know what the covenant was? We'll look at it in a minute. And uh, God made some agree- a covenant as an agreement. A covenant is a, a, a something God lays forth, plans it out, said this is the way it's going to be. So let me give you some of the things in, in the covenant with Abraham. I mean, not Abraham, but uh, Adam. Adam was the first person made out of the dust of the ground. He had a... So Eve transgressed, eat of the fruit, gave it to Adam, and now the covenant comes in. What's God say? You're, you're going to be a... You know, shaped in, in sin born in sin but the first thing is God done is killed an animal and put the skins of that animal on them to cover their nakedness which is a type of you know unbelief and so that blood God said that blood covenant in Genesis I could give you the scriptures on this but you go home and read them I'm just using this to get our foundation of the message and the lesson laid today so God said uh you know, now you're going to have to offer sacrifice. And blood sacrifice has been from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 all the way through. We have to have a blood sacrifice today. We don't have to offer one because He's offered Himself and it's Christ. Right? Right. Amen. He covers us and He forgives us of our sins. Now, going back to that, that covenant included... And people look at this more than do the rest of it, and they're looking at the curse of that covenant. The blessing of the covenant is you can have redemption through blood. That's the blessing of the covenant. That's the redemption through blood. And the whole world has that today. Without blood, without, you know, uh, blood, there's no redemption or no, no remission of sin. We have to have that blood sacrifice. And, uh, not just in offering innocent animals. Every time they offered one in the Old Testament, this is new, not new stuff to you. This is what you've known all your life. But when every time they offered one, it pointed to a, a supreme sacrifice. The reason we don't offer a lamb and a, a bullet, a goat and all that today is simply because Christ laid himself on the altar. He laid his life down and took it up again. He took our place. Now, the curse of that covenant was Satan had to crawl on his belly. Never get that changed. I don't even find where that ever changes. Then the second, women had uh, bear children by pain and uh, she's to be subjected to her husband. And uh, man has to uh, earn his bread by the sweat of his face. Not his brow, but his face. And uh, I'm going to uh, yes, a little harder work getting your whole face to sweat than it is just red, uh, you know, sweat running down off your brow. And then the, the other curse was the curse of the earth. Bugs and thorns and pain, all that. Earth brings forth things that is a curse to us. 
So that was the covenant with with uh, Adam. We're going. I'll give you another or two. What's there's a covenant with Noah. Anybody want to tell me what the covenant with Noah was? The rainbow. Rainbow. There you are. God said every time you look up and see the rainbow, that rainbow tells you that there, this earth will not be destroyed by water again. Right. Now, God didn't say there wouldn't be floods. He didn't say that some places might wash out and the gully won't wash out. But He said it'll never be destroyed by water again. So every time you see a rainbow in the in the sky, what do you see? You see the promise of God to uh, Noah that it will never be destroyed. Every time you see sinners and the sin that they're doing today, God done told us that's going to happen through the covenant with Adam. Are we on the right? You understand where I'm going? Where I'm getting to? Every time I see a rainbow, I get chills. That's the praise of God, isn't it? And and good, right. there was there was a covenant after covenant. I'll skip ahead of one. There was a covenant with with Moses. We'll deal with that just a little bit. I just want to mention that. We'll talk about that when we get there. But right now we want to go to Genesis twelve, and I'm going to take um, Genesis twelve. Now Moses is a is a great character in the eyes of uh, the Jew. Abraham is a great character in the eyes of the Jew. They don't brag too much about Adam, but they lift up David. Uh, these are patriarchs. These are people who um, are magnified. You can talk if you want to talk to a Jew about the Lord. Deal with him with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the bad thing about it is most Gentiles like us don't know enough about them to be able to bring it around to the knowledge of bringing them to Christ. Yep. That's right, isn't it? Right. Amen. Now, when you go out and talk to a Jew, you go out and say, you know, the Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible said, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And a Jew just looks at you and he just, okay, okay. Where are you getting this? Well, I, that's what Romans 10 says. Oh, oh, that's that that's that New Testament. The Jew does not accept the New Testament. He don't want it. He refuses it. Because he did not refuse, I mean, he did not accept Christ as the Messiah dying on the cross of Calvary. You see, God... And I'm going to say this now, and I'll probably say it two or three times more today. God, in His mind, loves Israel enough that one of these days He's going to welcome the Jews saying to Him, Where did you get the scars in your hands and in your feet? And He's going to say, In the house of my friends. That's what God wants the Jew to reckon. God has taken the Jew. Now remember this. Where did the Jew come from? Where was he first mentioned in the Bible? It's really laid out. Abraham. Never find anything about Adam being a Jew. He might have been. but God picked the Jew. Of course, he come from the Jewish race and did come from Adam, by the way. Amen. Can't argue with that. But we come on down and we find that 
the Abraham nation or Abrahamic nation or the Jewish nation did not start until it come to Abraham. So there's more promises given to Abraham than any other patriarch of the Old Testament. Not more, not more. Um, uh, and, and to some of the David had them, Jeremiah had them, Isaiah had them, all that Moses had them, but Abraham had more laid out things. And when he promised it to Abraham, he didn't mention it too much to the rest of them because. When God makes a covenant, it don't change for the ceaseless ages. He's eternal. When God says something today, it'll be the same a thousand years from now. He don't change his mind. Have you ever read in the Word of God where God changed his mind about something? I've seen where it said God repented. Amen. And we ain't going to deal with that subject today, but that's a good, interesting point. A lot of things I'm... I'm not trying to bring up questions about the Word of God, but I know Brother Tony knows it's in there that it said God repented that He made man. In other words, He changed mind about a few of it, but He didn't stop it. Now, I believe God knowed the end from the beginning. God knew we was going to be sitting here in this lesson talking about the subject we're talking about in the ceaseless ages behind us. Nothing's ever caught God by surprise. He hasn't designed it out for it to be falling in that because He made us a free moral agent. We don't have to be here today. I can get up and walk out and uh, dismiss this thing today and it wouldn't change the plan of God one bit. Right? You wouldn't have to listen... It wouldn't change God's plan at all. We already all right now. Let's go. Let's go to chapter twelve. I think I got the introduction done. So now we go to chapter twelve, and let's look at this. I got them listed. I got uh, one, two, three, four, five. It goes up through twenty-seven here about Abraham, and I finally just said I'll just quit right there. Abraham twelve, chapter twelve. The Bible said, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Abram. Now remember his name first was Abram. It, later we're going to find this morning that God changed his name to Abraham. Mays Jackson used to preach when he got to obeying God, God put the ham on his name. And he said he changed Sarai to Sarah. When Sarah got to where she wasn't so uh, selfish, God took the eye off of her and gave her name Sarah and changed her from Sarah to Sarah. Now he just said that and everybody laughed. But actually there was a, a whole lot of truth to that. We'll look at that. But now we're going to call him Abram. Now the first thing I want to point out is in verse number one now the Lord had had, had, had I like those words. That's past tense. Had said unto Abram. So if somewhere he's done said it before he gets to chapter 12. So the Lord had said, Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Now, that's what God told him. He told him to get out. It's time to leave your family. It's time to get out and go. God tells us all that ourselves. But we're not dealing, we're going to use an application of this. But in verse number 2, 
The second thing we see, God told Abram first, get out of your country, out of your family. And then he said in verse number two, and if you do that, and he said, I'll show you the land uh, out there. In other words, he said, I want you to get out and go somewhere and get out there. And Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. I want you to see the faith that Abraham had. How many of you would just take off today and move and go where you wanted to go? Just out there looking for something. Sarah had to be a pretty good woman. Husband said to her, we're going to, we're going to move today. Where are we going? Don't know. God just said to go. And you head off. Pack up all your furniture and head off somewhere. That don't even sound real on this day, does it? <laughs> but he had faith to believe God. He just believed God. And it's counted unto him for righteousness. Now, in verse number 2, he begins to make him a promise. Now, this is the part of the covenant. He said, And I will make of thee a great nation. You see that? I will make of thee a great nation. Uh, he's not a nation yet. He's just getting established. And he said, I'm going to make of you a great nation if you'll just get out and go and look for a city. Of course, in Hebrews it said Abraham believed God and he went out looking for a city whose builder makers God. Abraham carries on down to the 11th chapter of Hebrews. See, uh, Abraham will be mentioned all the way through the Scriptures. Remember that. Y'all know that, don't you? You've seen it over and over and over. Every time you see the word Abraham from now on, probably when you're studying it, you're going to say, oh, chapter 12, Genesis. Yeah. Chapter 12, Gen Look. Nobody's ever been carried through that far back other than the Lord Jesus Christ and God Almighty and the Spirit. But Abraham's a well-known character and God's whole word hinges on Abraham and the Jew. I had a fellow ask me last week, he said, where's the U.S. in all this? I don't know, maybe in Brother Tony, did you ask me that? Uh, so, well, I've had others ask too, and they'll say something. I said, you don't see it. It's not there. Our Bible's not about America. No. Our Bible's not about Georgia. Our Bible's not about Habersham County. Our Bible is about God Almighty, His Son, and the Spirit. And His nation, Israel. You didn't know you wasn't as important as you thought you were. <laughs> you see, understand? We're nothing. God's everything. And I'm glad we're in uh, been engrafted into the grace of God. Ain't you glad we're part of it? Amen. Amen. I'm glad I'm part of the grace of God. Now, let, let's look on. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation. Then he put an and, I will bless thee. Has God ever blessed him? Has he ever made Abraham a great nation? Has he ever blessed Abraham? Sure. And make thy name great. Has he got a great name? Amen. Every time you read it, you'll see God has made Abraham great. He don't even know. Well, I guess he does, but I don't know how he knows. I don't know the intent that he knows. I don't know the, um, you know, the, the whole bit of what he does know. But I know he knows more than he does when he's down here. And thou shalt be a blessing. He said, I'm not going to... I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you, bless, bless you, and I'm going to make you a blessing. It's one thing to be blessed. 
and another thing to be a blessing. I've been blessed, and sometimes I ain't too, uh, I ain't too much of a blessing. Amen. Ain't that right? There's a lot of difference in this this morning. A lot of good little thoughts to look at as you're looking down through this. Now, I'm just giving you a few things here. And uh, so in verse number three, I've uncovered about uh, four or five things about Abraham. And getting down to it, verse three said, And I will bless them that bless thee. Now, here's the key to America. She wants to get right and be, be right. She better bless Israel. I've always for years said, uh, uh, I've always said for years that it's no problem. It's no problem uh, for America if she'll just bless the Lord. Amen. And do that, she'll have to bless Israel. That's right. Uh, any nation is for, and America's been good to uh, Israel. And now, have you ever noticed is uh, America's pulling to the middle. She wants to bless Israel, but she wants to bless the rest of the world too. She got to the place. And so uh, America's going to see her demise because of that. Because she needs to get on the side. Well, America's wobbling. She's in the middle. She's a compromising nation. Would you say that? I believe you'd be right in saying it today. America is cutting her own throat. Digging her own grave. Dooming her own self. Amen. The president of America ought to get up and say, hey, as of this day, we're going to stand with Israel, for Israel, and by Israel. Amen. And you foreign countries that don't believe in the God we believe in, you're going to be, you're going to be our enemy, and we'll be your enemy. We've got Bible on all that. <coughs> Excuse me. Then it says, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. You don't want to wonder why we got so many curses on our earth? Amen. We pulled against Israel. We're going in the wrong direction. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Look at that verse. What a tremendous verse. In thee, who? In Abraham. Shall all families, all families of the earth be what? Blessed. Amen. Praise God. I, I love that. Praise God. I get to look at it. Have you, have you really stopped to look at the promise and the covenant? Looking here. This is something else. This is something else that we got on. Now, look at verse 4. We just down in a little bit. We got a lot of scriptures to go to. And these are important. This sounds like boring to a lot of people. That's the reason we're where we are today. Because we don't stop long enough to go look at what we call boring. This is facts. What I'm giving is Bible facts. It's not something I hatched out or anybody else. And just because Abraham's dead and gone, he ain't dead, but he's just passed on. But just because Abraham ain't in our presence, we're not a Jew, and we're not living in their country, does not mean that Abraham ain't having anything to do with us today. He is. He's in control. Of course, God's in control, but God has told us, and he said, remember, the, and you know why this promise is given? For the Jew's sake. Every Jew should go back and reread. He's got this part, and he will accept this if he will. He's got the Old Testament. 
He believes the Old Testament. Amen. But he don't, he don't accept it to fullness. So God's telling the Jew, he said, look here, uh, I'm going to bless all families that bless you. I'm going to curse all that don't. Now verse 4, so Abraham departed. You'll see that he departs. Uh, I, there's a lot of things in it. He, he left off. A lot of things Abraham done. The Bible said in verse 4, Abraham or Abram departed. In chapter 13, in verse 1, it said, And Abram went up, out. Amen. But in chapter number 12, in verse number 10, it said, And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down. Now, I look at that. You go down, and then you go up when you get out of it. We turn and go in a different direction. Where God wants us, we're going down. And God's trying to remind us of that. And so he's trying to remind America here at the same time that we go against what God said, we're going down. So we're on the downward road. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. I want to point this in, and I'm not on Lot today. Lot is a good study. I look at Lot. Lot righteous Lot vexed his soul in Sodom. God destroyed Sodom, and it was a wicked time in the days of Lot. But I want to say this to you, that uh, Lot went with him, and God didn't tell Lot to go with him. He said, leave your country and your kindred. Leave them all. And he got in, I said this a lot of times, he took Lot with him and got in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so he did. He did. Had to, had to go get him and get him out of trouble a few times. And he said, And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Amen. I'm fixed to turn seventy-five next week. What about that? <laughs> I might have to start taking off doing some. God may, I mean, I might have to do more. Of course, they live longer then. Verse 5 said, And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son. And I believe God put that in there again to tell us and show us that Abraham missed the will of God here. To some degree. Now I want to tell you this. I don't care who you see and who you listen to, who you follow, and who preaches to you and who teaches you. They're sinners too. And they all have faults. Yep. Name me one man in the Word of God that didn't have sin other than the Lord Jesus Christ. We know the sins of Lot. We know the sins of of uh, David, we know the sins of Solomon, we know the sins uh, of multiplied people in the Word of God and what they did. Oh, Peter stood there and cursed God, but God gave him a great work to do. And so we're sinful men doing the work of God. Amen. All right, this he says, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to the to go into the land of Canaan. That's where God wanted them. And in the land of Canaan they came. So uh, we're going to look at some of these things, and I pray that God might show us. Uh, in verse number 6, I want you to look at this. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, uh, unto the place of Moray, and the Canaanite was then in the land, and the Lord appeared unto Abram. He appeared unto him and said unto thy seed, 
will I give this land. Now this seems to be strange. Under thy seed. Can anybody tell me right quick what was what was the uh, um, um, status of Abraham and Sarai at this time? Didn't have no children. Didn't have no seed. He's 75 years old. Amen. God walked up to me and said, you were seed and I hadn't had no children. You think it'd be easy for me to believe that? What do you think, Brother Tony? be hard to believe, wouldn't yes, it? Sir. And Sarah, I tell your wife, and she said, God said he's going to bless our seed. And she said, we ain't got none. I'm too too old. I'm past the age of having children. Abraham, you're crazy. Can you just see what's going on? But Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He said, I'll give this land, and there build an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Now, I want you to notice this little phrase. This is what I'm teaching all this for, is for you to see this. Unto thy seed will I give this land. Unto thy seed will I give this land. Where was he? He's in Canaan. Going back to verse 5. And they went forth in uh, to go into the land of Canaan, and in the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land and all that. Now God said, now look, Abram, Unto you and your seed, I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give you this land. I'm going to give it to you. Now, don't that sound like a stranger never had no children? Past the age of having children? But God's going to give this to our children. But remember, Abraham believed God. And I will show you the little doubt and faith in a little bit we're going to see. Now all this is important to find out what's happening in the world today. You don't make no sense maybe right yet. But I want you to look at this because God got a lot. Everything, I can preach ages on Abraham. Matter of fact, sermon after sermon after sermon is recorded in the Bible of preachers and people who preached on Abraham. He's the patriarch. We go back now, he's not greater than God. He's not greater than Christ. He's not greater than any of that. And he's not deity. Right? But he's got an important, fundamental place in the end. We're going to figure out the end from the beginning. We're looking out. What's happened in the beginning. If you miss that, you won't know what's going on today. I see people every day and they say, you know... I just don't know what's going on in our country, what's happening. And I look at them and I tell them things of this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And I said, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know it's going to happen because it's in my Bible. And I get tired of people trying to look for politics to straighten it out, looking for people of leadership to straighten it out, and nobody can do that. It's going to take God to straighten it out. And it's all in His plan. Now, God's not making everybody follow his plan. He just knows the end from the beginning. And he's going to get over to it. Ain't that right, Brother Tony? Yes. All right. Now, let's go. Brother James, can we, yeah. Can we talk? Yeah, I oh. said that. <laughs> I'm not a good, I'm not too good. You know, I was thinking here, too, and, and Abraham had a lot of faith. That's what, I, yeah. 
I'm leading to that. I'm going to give them some more about that in a minute. We, I'm, right here is, is one good indication. 75 years old, no children, past the age of bearing children, his wife was. Well, here's what it looks like in, in chapter, I mean, verse 1 and 2. Uh, he could have been a bad discern, said, You know, Lord, I'm content right where I'm at. Don't want to go. Uh, everything's working good and falling in together, but. But tell you where God wants it. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes just because we're yeah. content where where we feel comfortable. Sometimes God will speak to us when we don't want to be spoken to. Yeah, that's it. And, and carry us places we've never been that's in right. our life. I think a lot of times we don't have the faith that we want to have. That's right. I know we don't. I don't. But here's a man I don't worry the world where to go with. No. I ain't got no idea. But we're leaving it all behind. That's right. Go yep. quit right here and go. Following yep. That's right. And, and probably think, his family is talking about yes, it. Sir. I don't know, but say, Lay your <laughs> Man, you, look at all this green grass for you. Sheep you heard and all. And and you you ain't got no need for nothing. Why why you wanna leave this and go to some foreign country right. uh-huh. I think the most important thing is that we obey God. Absolutely. Right. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed at the faith this man had in God. Yeah. And he wasn't perfect. No. We're going to show that in just a minute. I'm we're going to Yeah. I mean, 75 years old, going to have a, my Lord, you got this one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the family is probably saying, your seed, God promised you your seed. Well, Abraham, you don't have no seed. You ain't had no children. Yeah. But all these. Everybody laughed at Sarah because she couldn't have one. Huh? All these in, in verse 1, 2, you know, God says, I will. I will. That's right. That's right. Important. When God says, I will. Yeah, it's important. That's exactly what it means. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when he said, absolutely. And here's a great I will, I'll come back. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right on over there. We're getting there. And that, you, do you understand where we're coming from over here and and laying out the groundwork? It's based on Abraham's covenant. Every covenant in the Bible is important, but Abraham's covenant just carries on. Now we'll go a little bit further. And he said, "In there, build an altar." Now that's not the first. Oh. That's not the first time that we had an altar. Uh, others built altars. But you find that they started, and I mentioned that earlier, with Adam. Uh, God taught them to build altars because that's where sacrifices right. started. And Cain and Abel. You know, I believe Abel would have been the promised seed. Uh, but Cain rose up and killed him. And then God raised up one by the name of Seth. And he come along. So we won't get into that. We're going to be on something else. But look, look at verse 8. We're going to look at verse 8. And we're going to fix this. Flip over to some other in just a minute. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel. And pitched his tent having Bethel on the west. And Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord. And called unto the name upon the name of the Lord. Now that's where we went. And Abram journeyed going on still toward the south. Now, he don't know where he's going. 
Remember this? He's just going because God told him to go. Yeah. And uh, I, I imagine Sarah would say to him, where, where are we going tomorrow? Don't know. Yeah. We're just going. Yeah. I imagine she got irritated. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, ladies have a rough time with a man following God. <laughs> yeah, ain't that right? Man tries to follow God, and I'll guarantee you it's, it's rough. But the lady don't have to worry about nothing about it. If he says God told him to do something, he just has to do it. And she just has to trust him. That's rough. And But now you got to look at it too. If God told me to do something, I'm going to question God. And I'm sure Abraham did too. But I've got to do something. There's times that God told me I had to do something, preach something, or go somewhere, do something, and I didn't want to do it. And I kind of reneged on God, but I paid the price for it. There you go. Brother Tony Green, and he knows what I'm talking about. And uh, there's sometimes I step in the pulpit and know that I was going to have to preach something. Didn't want to preach it. Oh, Lord, I know it ain't going to be easy. And uh, But God's power was strong. And it always made it made a blessing. So now I want us to skip down uh, a little bit more. And... Uh, you got to remember that the promise with this covenant was uh, to serve in a land. And they were. Look at verse 18 of that chapter. Uh, I believe it's that chapter. Yeah, we're, yeah. Let me see which chapter it is. Uh, 15, 15. Yes, it's chapter 13. Chapter 13 and verse 15. And go down through 18. It said, For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Now he ain't really got nowhere settled yet. Going back a minute in verse 14 of chapter four, uh, 13. And the Lord said unto Abram after that Lot was separated from him. He had to get rid of his... He still couldn't go where he needed to go until he got rid of Lot. That's what I wanted to say a while ago, but I held off to now. He took a lot with him. But he never got nothing fully accomplished with the Lord. I believe it was the chapter before that when they went on and there was a famine in the land and they got in Egypt. And you remember Abraham lied. He didn't really lie, but everybody thinks he did. Uh, he said, my wife is not my wife. She's my sister. Because he's afraid that they would uh, misuse her. So he lied, but then found out they had the same father but a different mother. You know, you know what I'm saying? They were in the family. Two, he did that twice. But it wasn't until he got rid of a lot down here that God began to confirm that covenant. So in verse number 14, And the Lord said unto Abram, After that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. And here he said, northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. Now what direction's that? All the way around, ain't it? As far as you can see. He said, For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. Forever. I didn't finish it, did I? Forever. Forever. Is this coming to making sense a little bit more now? God said, "What the problems I'm giving you, 
this is not just for today, it's forever. So nobody, don't ever get concerned about them blowing Israel out of the water. Don't ever get concerned about Israel being destroyed. She may face some fights. She's already had some. No nation's ever been fought as hard and as strong and as long as Israel has. But she still survives. And she will. When it's all said and done, Russia, China, America, Taiwan, all them going to be gone. And Israel will shine as the stars. And everything will be blessed among that people because God said that's the people. Now, if you don't like that, uh, you might better check exiting out of the work of God and asking God to cast you into hell. He won't do it anyhow, but you you might as well get in a different path because we're going to have to deal and dwell with this. We're putting up with the Jew forever. Somebody said, I despise the Jew. Amen. Okay. Uh, I doubt you've ever been to Calvary. Uh, most most of God's people, I, uh, I've dealt with Jews. Has anybody dealt with Jews? I have. They're a tough character to deal with. They don't know God. You can't talk to them like you talk to Christians. Uh, uh, they... You know what? They're money men. Money people. Everything they do is to make a dollar. They know how to make it. And they do it. There's a, most of them, as in business, they're successful businessmen. And they didn't get it from God according to the way they think. They did, but they, didn't, they don't think it. They don't know it. I've dealt with them over the phone. I've dealt with them personally. And... Uh, company I worked for was owned by them. So it said, he, he said, for all the land which thou seest, I'll give it thee, or give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Amen. I'm going to stop right there.